Hey, welcome back to the uh, Brookfield Group's Tech Talk. This camera, this camera. Thursday. Or that one. So today we are going to talk about, again, layered security. Can't talk enough about it. Everybody needs it. Uh, I am a visual learner, as probably my generation is, unlike other generations. So I thought, in order to get the idea across of what layered security is, we would make a sandwich today and talk about different security levels. My hand's almost <laughs> With me today is Daniel and Hello. Sean. Hello. Woo. They are going to be my chef and sous chef, or Dr. Sous chef, however you want. Dr. Sous chef. <laughs> That's an interesting one. Sam I am. Sam I am. Oh, green eggs and ham would yeah. have been funny. That would have been a Shoot. good one. Dang it. We're going to cancel it, I guess. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> going to have to Sorry. come up with another food. Uh, Breakfast. Analogy. Breakfast. Breakfast of champions. Breakfast of champions. So we were thinking the sandwich would make you the hero of IT. Some Depends. people what did is a not hero? know what a hero <laughs> sandwich is. So it's the same as a hoagie, it's the like same a hoagie as a sub. Yes. So a sub, a sub. blimpy. A blimpy. Oh, I like blimpies. They, yeah, I liked gone. Quiznos a lot. Ooh. Quiznos, yeah, interesting reason why they fail. So yeah. another story for another day. Oh. Hmm. Mm -hmm. Hot sandwiches, not, not so much, huh? No. Not so hot. Just poor business tactics. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Hate that when that happens. Yep. Poor franchisees. Yeah, poor franchisees. <laughs> All right, let's roll into it. All right, what's up first? First up, Looks we're like. going to just talk about uh, prevention protection. Oh. All right. Over, over. Represented Archie. by our. Represented by our, our napkins. Our yeah. single ply napkins. No, okay. no cent, to, no dollar spared. There's a tuck these in. This setup here. So, oh, yeah, so sure. why is that yep. a prevention? Because it keeps stuff from getting on your clothes. Sure, on oh, I'm sure that does sound good. Sorry, that friends. That doesn't sound good. <laughs> Not good. All right, tell me about. Prevention, protection, yeah. Sean. So a lot of it. Uh, oh, is that two ply? It is two ply. Is there actually another ply there? Woo! Confirmed, it is two so ply. So is that an extra layer? That is an extra layer. Wow. Love two it. layers of security here. Wow, uh, fancy. Yeah, a lot of it is training. Training. Um, yeah, with the end users knowing what to do, what to click on, what not to click on, how to know what to look for. So it's all about knowing what the latest attacks are, what the current threat actors are trying to do, and uh, explain that. Like a common one that a lot of people see is always the. Uh, the gift card, credit card mm. scam. It's a good one this time of year. Yeah. Yes. See a lot of that come in. Um, People are in very busy meetings all the time, can't be bothered, and they need gift cards. They need them right now. <laughs> right now. Right now. Do not call me. Do not call them. Yeah. Don't do it. Usually from yeah. the uh, CEO or C-suite. Someone important and, usually uh, is where it comes from. And usually it's like 10 or 15 gift cards, not yeah, one. Yeah, it's not one. Yeah, it's like eh, thousands of dollars. You yeah. know, something people, you won't miss that. No. You won't miss that. Which. Yeah. Luckily, at least usually a lot of businesses, when you start coming in saying you want 10 or 15 business gift cards, will actually question you. But uh, the cashier at Walgreens might be like, I've never checked out this many <laughs> gift cards before. Are you sure you want to do this? Especially when you not just do it once, but you go back for more after you send yeah. them the numbers. Yeah, so. that's Because then the VP is asking you to give him 15. They need it now. Yes, they need right your now. job is dependent on this. Urgency is a great way to get people to skip the normal chain of command, if you will. There's mm -hmm. a level of urgency. People, people want to do wanna, what's right, try to help them out. Yep. And so it's a, it's a good way to get people to do uh, bad things. And not to uh, toot Brookfield Group's horn, uh -oh. but we have a phishing test that we do for our clients, right? Yep. Where we de actually deploy... Whew, that kind of phishing? Uh, close. Close? Close. close. Less half, more pH. Ah. Yes. <laughs> it's the cool kind yeah. of phishing. It's cool kind of phishing, yes. Yeah. But not the banned fish. 
Yes. Mm. So obviously a lot of ways people try to contact users is through email. Yes. And so it uh, basically sets up different type of attacks, whether, they, whether it's gift cards or it's other uh, malicious download links or clicking OneDrive links that aren't real or UPS, mm. hey, your package is here at the time of the year again. Got to make sure you see what the tracking is, but really it's bringing you somewhere malicious. Yeah, and uh, so essentially the, what the test does is finds what some of the most prevalent attacks are of that month and tries to emulate them. And then if the user clicks on them, they uh, are quickly brought to a screen that says, well. You just signed up for training. You get training. <laughs> <laughs> you get trained. You have. Yes. You get trained. You, you get trained. Look under your chairs because you got training. <laughs> I got an early one yesterday from the IRS. Oh, well, you better nice. pay them. Uh, well, yeah. I know. I know well, first I got to click door. and download the form and then give them my social security number. Of course. Yeah, that's yes. fine. Yeah. Well, I got to verify who you are, Leanne. Of yeah, course. They don't know who you are. Yes. You make sure you pay it on your behalf. I did, yes. And then uh, I think the last piece on this one is just policies and compliance. Uh -huh. So just having good corporate policies. Um, a lot of companies, whether you're in healthcare or banking, have different uh, compliance requirements. And they're all there for, for good reason. It's usually all about how things are done, how to react to things that are being done. Um, limiting security, uh, opt-in security as a method of securing the, uh, basically if you don't have access, then you're not at risk to potentially give someone access also if you don't have that ability yourself. All right. So we got our layer of napkins down. Yeah. All right, excellent. And Prevention protection. We're doing that on top of our wooden board or our placemat for the day. It's kind of hard. <laughs> got to show the people. There you oh, go. there right. you go, because ah. it's wood on wood. Ooh, yeah. ah. yes. The QVC. <laughs> Only was, four easy payments and one hard payment. <laughs> I thought maybe it was more Vanna Whiteish, but nah, it could be too. I, don't, I never Whatever see her wear gloves. Yeah. So, huh? um, yeah, I was looking for a lunch tray, couldn't find that. So it's probably where I, where I left my cheese. Were you busy so. sledding down the hills on the uh, lunch platter? Is that what's going on? <laughs> like I would fit on one. Yes. <laughs> uh, so monitoring and response. Let's talk about that. That's part of the mission and the business operations part of business, right? Yeah. So it's uh, paying attention to what's going on in your network, um, figuring out from alerts and responding, obviously, accordingly to that, whether it's something as simple as why is this computer all of a sudden using a lot of <laughs> CPU when it's not typical for it to, or uh, an attack came in. But yeah, you won't know what's happening unless you're looking for it. So yeah. you have to have to know what to look for and prepare if something does happen. It's kind of the, the other piece of this. I mean, I think monitoring is something people are mostly familiar about. You do that with a lot of different things. but the response piece of it, like having a tool that actually responds to an alert or a, mo or a, a monitoring event will help um, actually preserve the business and their operations. And monitoring what, uh, like what versions of software are being run. So yeah. like mm -hmm. if uh, an outdated version, that's typically a lot of updates you see aren't really feature releases, they're mostly security releases by most companies, yep. um, is what most updates do. They aren't super exciting, but they're important to block some kind of a, an attack that they might be trying to get in through any piece of software you install. Yep, making sure that uh, so software signed by the developer that it is who it is, and then because there's all these fun things like DLL side loading, those are fun to deal with. So, I don't even know what that is. Yeah, that's that's for the advanced viewers. <laughs> Take it. <laughs> You'll get there one day, Leon. And uh, I guess yeah. Also, along with that is making sure you just have good backups. Um, Backups are key. There's a lot of things to do to prevent ransomware, but one of the best things is to just at least never pay the ransom. So yep. hopefully you never have to use your backups as a result of ransomware, but if they're there, uh, it's a great peace of mind because you just go right back to how it was before they, uh, they attacked you. And whether that's through a conventional backup that's running daily, hourly, however frequent, or using uh, some advanced features like what's built into some next generation antivirus products that mm -hmm. can just rapidly roll back roll right back. to uh, 
right to how the way it was before. So not lean back. Oh, lean back. Oh, yeah. sorry. <laughs> sorry. Wrong song. Wrong uh, genre. Dang it. <laughs> Wrong podcast, Liam. <laughs> uh, so what's best practice for um, backup? So is there one? There's. It definitely is tailored to the company. Mm. Um, at a minimum, usually at least daily in 30 days, and mm. making sure you have on-site and off-site is a pretty good place to start. But that by no means is uh, is the best policy. Like it, yeah. it comes down to how often is your data changing, how critical is that data, um, and how far back do you potentially need to go? Because the problems with uh, with backups is sometimes, let's mm. say it's not a full system crash and you just accidentally deleted a file, but you don't realize it for 45 days, and now you're out of, it's no longer in your backups if all you have is a 30-day window for that. Um, so kind of, there's a handful of things to look at to determine what is that that best practice. And like I said, it's usually a good conversation with the with the different companies and mm -hmm. what their tolerance is for potential data loss. Backups more than just saying we put in a device to back everything up or we have everything in a backup system. It's there's policies, procedures, everything that need to be taken into account. That if you do have to roll to a backup scenario or a restore scenario, it's going to affect more than just saying oh we turn these things back on. It, you know, depending on how long that takes, you might have to do things in a different process path than you normally would. And so there's more to it than just saying, okay, I bought a backup appliance or I bought this backup app. Um, it's a whole plan and process to be able to make that happen effectively and smoothly. Because sometimes like a malware thing will get in there and it'll just lay dormant for like mm -hmm. several months. Take and then nap. people think, oh yeah, I can just- I'll just go back. Roll back to like two weeks ago or whatever. Yeah. And then and they the think it's- Two weeks ago, it's back. Yeah. Yeah. What the heck? What is what going happened? on here? It's like a okay. time clock. It's like it's almost like it's a ticking time bomb. <laughs> <laughs> all right, the uh, meat's starting to get a little bit. Uh, uh oh. All well, right, no. we need to move on. We got to get into this on. bread then. All right, let's talk about the outside network, which is our lovely loaf of bread Bringing that I the trim, the, trim the ends off of. <laughs> you, do you have a distaste for Is there mold the on this end? bread? Did you have to protect yeah. it already I a little bit? I just bought it. Just okay. bought okay. it. Uh, right. I just didn't think it was camera worthy. Ah, that is camera worthy. Yes. It's giant. It was the smallest baguette a, I could find. <laughs> we need a banana. So yeah, it looks like it's different types of uh, ways that things can get into the network, right? So it's it's uh, figuring out what IP addresses maybe are mm. assigned to a company and uh, what's behind those IP addresses. Is it just users accessing things or is there a uh, some kind of a web application or a um, yeah, different piece of software or just access in general. Like if they piece of mold trying to get it. That's it. Yes, the mold creeping into your sandwich. <laughs> they had to cut off. Luckily, you protected us, Leanne. And, well, yeah, and brought us brought it from the outside, so I never made it into our sandwich. <laughs> we got to keep it out of the sandwich. <laughs> um, yeah. So similar things like again, email. Like you can train users, but mm -hmm. hopefully, the best thing is just to never let the user see the email that's malicious. So spam filters are great, but uh, it's just one step in the without the bread. You, in the IT security sandwich. And the hero, Trademarked. if you the will, heroes. as I know Trademarked. a lot about. <laughs> you know much about heroes. Um, talk just a, a second about penetration testing. What's the difference between that and like the phishing testing? So a phishing testing tends to test the user. A penetration test tends to test the environment. Okay, good. And so, um, yeah, obviously you always do want to test your user and, and not just test them, but also train them. They're not in the IT space every day. They're just trying to do their job. Um, and then penetrations, just again, if you can, if you can't get into the into the meat and the things you're trying to really protect, um, that's for people that don't have their dentures in, right? That's, <laughs> that's yeah, it's it's being soaked in some uh, <laughs> some cleaner right now. And, oh. uh, <laughs> I want uh, places. Uh, yeah, okay. not college, but places. <laughs> hmm. So all right. all right, 
That's so the outside moving, network. Break into the, uh, we're moving into the inside network. Look at that. Look at that. Oh, look at that. oh this, look you can do the beautiful. same with the, uh, the lettuce on this one, though. Yeah. So inside network, we're going to represent by our lettuce. Got to make sure you get along. You got to put Just it in the sure top you. part. I know. I'm trying to oh. figure out where the area. That looks good. <laughs> look at that. Look at that lettuce. Look at it. Nice. Look at that hue. Oh, Nicely yes. shredded. Add a nice, nice layer here. We're not clean. Don't get any, any on means. the floor. We'll get in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> so you have some things that basically get you into the sandwich at this point. So things mm. like a, a slow-mo B-roll, Chris, please, <laughs> on this. A, uh, like a VPN. So a VPN is a virtual private network. It's a secure That's tunnel. Piece. That's mm. it. This is the one. This is the, this is the VPN. This is the connection. Okay. Oh, oh, oh. oh, my gosh. It locked us out. <laughs> Security. Um, so again, just minimizing the number of ways into the network and then having it be an authenticated and secure protocol to be able to get there. Uh, there's other things like that would be kind of coming into the network per se. Then secure DNS would be trying to get potentially out of the network. So mm -hmm. you have uh, DNS, which is domain name service. It's basically what allows you to type in google.com and it knows how to get to the IP address that google.com is. So you don't have to remember a bunch of numbers and you can remember words. Um, and that's, that's a place that people love to do uh, namespace hijacking and mm. basically uh, redirect redirected to different places yep. or just malicious mm. sites. There's some sites that just by going there can infect your computer and uh, essentially take it over if you uh, go to the wrong site and, and certain software and cookies and things get downloaded onto your system. Cookies. 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 Do we have any cookies in the sandwich? No, but uh. the thought just hit me. <laughs> oh, maybe we can have a dessert topic. Can we have a dessert? Yeah. Well, that'll be next week. We'll make a Sunday. Oh, <laughs> Sunday. I'm yeah. liking this. I like the sound of this. A security Sunday. <laughs> Ooh, that has a nice ring to it. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. um, other things at the, uh, at the firewall level would be things like DPI SSL, which is deep packet inspection, secure socket layer. Sounds like a mouthful. It is a lot. It's it a is lot. a lot, which is why it has a nice dipsole kind of a... <laughs> dipsole. <laughs> yeah. Dipsole. Dip dipsole, Jimmy. <laughs> <laughs> Got to check that weekly. <laughs> make sure you don't run out. Is Timmy uh, stuck in the dipsole? <laughs> <laughs> what is it? And uh, yeah, so really a lot of traffic on the web you may see is HTTPS. Typically see that little lock or sometimes warnings when you're on websites that may or may not be secure. Um, so this actually decrypts the traffic and looks at what's going in rather than just uh, blindly seeing. Just your, accepting. Yeah, your, hoping yeah. it's accepting your fate. It, uh, <laughs> Use the internet cautiously, people. <laughs> it's Look for it. the lock. Look, Look for, for the, the lock, lock in the URL bar. Yes. Um, and similarly, web content filtering. So that would be, um, again, blocking places that just there's no reason to go to. So yep. either known malicious or, in some cases, just limiting what the user can actually do on their computer. Maybe it's just, okay, no Facebook for mm. corporate uh, policy, for corporate policy usage, so. for internet usage. Easy things are like violent content, adult content, things like that. Um, that's the traditional thing that people think of with web content filtering. But that, in conjunction with security and S, can build a nice layer of keeping people from going to places that they just shouldn't go to. So again, it's all about making sure uh, people don't end up in places accidentally and unknowingly put themselves into a spot where they are able to be compromised. <laughs> okay, moving on to since somebody forgot cheese. No chez. No chez. So we're going to use. What is a hero without cheese? That's I know. That's what I said. Banana peppers. Banana peppers. my whole life. They're not super spicy but they're one of my faves. So this is going to be mm. endpoint security. Yeah. That's a bad one. Oh, I don't like when they leave the middle parts in. I know. Did you just reject that? Uh... Notice I put it on our prevention protection layer. Ah, <laughs> was, was that the placement or was that the napkin that that hit? That was the napkin. Okay. Oh. That was the napkin. Very nice. 
Yeah, this is the place. It, the training's working, Daniel. I don't I think know. you have to go to remediation right? for this. Visual, excellent. I'm finally out of remedial school. <laughs> All uh, right, endpoint. Yeah, so secure DNS, like it can be done at the network layer. It can also be done at the endpoint layer, which is really handy for those that have laptops and things that might be taken off-site or work-from-home users or people that like to go to Starbucks to get some, uh, mm. some of their work done. Uh, attackers will find you anywhere. Mm. They do not just need to get you at the corporate network. Um, Multi-factor authentication. Um, so anything you're logging into, if you're just relying on a password, passwords can easily be compromised. We hear daily about different uh, database breaches that have happened, and people love to reuse their passwords. So. Yep. We've actually had a podcast about. We did. Yeah, so we did. listen to it. I think a couple weeks ago. Yep. And I installed my Dashlane. Have you used it? Uh, I've not needed to use it yet. What's your primary so you password? Logged into it? Like I'm one nice long one. You. Excellent, Leanne. Been great. Learning. Woo! Passed. <laughs> no, no remediation training for you either. Uh, and then some of the antivirus stuff that's coming out has been really impressive to be able to use behavioral and uh, artificial intelligence to see what what's All expected for you to be able to do and uh, what's normal for applications. Like it's not normal for Word to launch a uh, command terminal <laughs> to start running PowerShell scripts and different kinds of Word execution. My Word always does that for me. Oh, well, if it, then it'll, if it'll realize it's normal. Okay, good. It'll be like, all right. let all the viruses in. Perfect. Thanks. <laughs> um, and then that's where it can do things like isolate yourself from the network. So your computer mm. gets compromised with ransomware, where ransomware likes to spread, wants to get, wants to meet all of its neighbors and be friends with, uh, with everyone. And, so it uh, just cuts you off. It just cuts yep. you off, locks you out, and uh, all you can really do is call IT and <laughs> have them figure <laughs> out what happened. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's always a fun conversation. It's like, good news is you're protected. Bad news is you're infected. Mm. So, But we can yeah. remediate and we can roll back. Yep. Oh, That's lean back. And not discount double check. It doesn't help that my my car's got free Sirius radio for the month of December, so I've been listening to all of those older songs like songs. that. Yeah. Okay. Nice. I'd like to know why I can remember every lyric to any 1970s and 80s song, but I can't remember, you know, a password I set yesterday. It's weird. I, <laughs> Maybe you should set your you password to those words. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right, all right. That's it. Let's get to the meat of this. All right. So our meat is going to be our application security, app security. Look at that. Two kinds wow. of meat. What? Two kinds of applications. Will they work together? They will. It's salami they do. pepperoni. They do. Oh, wow. That really is a, a pairing. Yeah, there you go. Will I have any performance issues with this sandwich? Nope. Nope. Performance enhancing. Excellent. Meats only. It's too bad we don't have like a toaster oven. Toaster almonds cause fires, Leanne. Uh, I'm allow those in the building. All right, application security. What do we got? So yeah, this would be a lot of, yeah, patching is probably the biggest one on this topic. It's making sure that you're up to date. The vendors know their software best. Um, mm. A lot of people, they will either have bug bounty programs, which would be, bug bounty. you can like find the bugs, that. right? Um, so where companies will basically say there's a dollars out there if you come to us and say there's some kind of a, uh, open vulnerability to our software. And so it's a really good way to let the ethical hackers of the world go and try to hmm. break different software. Yep. Does that happen a lot? And quite often. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's where a lot of the come, because the other thing is then there's the other side of it where the non-ethical hackers, if you will. Don't let it, people know about it. Then they have and all these zero-day vulnerabilities. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. How much is a normal finder's fee for that? Do you know? Yeah, it can, it can vary. I mean, it's going to depend on who's, um, who the you know, who's asking for these kind of tests and um, putting them together bounty program. But there are plenty of people that make 
um, significant amounts of money. Like that's all people this. do. That's all they do. Full-time yeah. job. <laughs> like there are some bounties that people find that are more than someone makes in a year. Wow. Yeah. All right, kids out there could be in your career. You could just but make be a sure hacker. you report ethical, it. Ethical, yeah, ethical report it. <laughs> report. Make make sure you report it because if you don't report it, that's where you get in trouble. Yes. Document. All right. Application security. Are we done? Done with the meat. Where's the meat? Where's the meat? Or where's the beef? Ah, <laughs> oh, that's right. It's Arby's. We, we got, got the meat. meat. Yeah. Did we get that drop yeah. cloth for the next layer yeah, this of one this? Might be a uh, Daniel bit might get a little. Uh, this is the secret Brookfield Group sauce. Oh, this which is a secret sauce. Our data security. Data, data, data. What is data? What is data? I should have not said over here. Yeah. Ooh. Yeah, you watch out. Oh, very nice. Oh. He's got some control. With wow. His... Have you done Look this before? Uh, no, never. Okay. Not once. So this would, notice it's kind of going between everything that's in here. It's really internal cool. to the sandwich, right? Wow. Really yeah. tying it together. Got this. Man. Oh, you closed it. Yeah, and now it's on both sides. Uh, yeah. So, yes, yeah, so the concept of internal really intrusion to ties all of these things together. Figuring out what is actually going on inside the network. What are users doing uh, that may not be normal? Did someone log into your account at 2 a.m.? Leanne, were you up at 2 a.m.? I was. Oh, okay. Oh, so were you. I saw you were online. So. I was talking to Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, as we do. Yeah. Uh, yeah, just kind of figuring out what's going on inside the network, how things are interacting with one another. Um, Back to monitoring and prevention ties into all these things and helps paint a clearer picture if something does happen, what's affected, how it's affected, how often, and what time. So you can kind of build the fingerprint of what the um, compromise was or what the attack was. So definitely a, a good piece to bring all of these together and how they would all work together to be able to give you the full picture if there's a, some sort of attack that happens. Excellent. So hopefully today you learned something from our hero IT sandwich. Can you do it one bite? I'm going to try. Wow. What's the uh, one bite pizza challenge? <laughs> what? Dave Portnoy? Yeah. You might lose subscribers by wrenching. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> And hopefully what you've taken away from this is there's not one magic tool that we'll do. It's it's multiple layers of tools that will help keep you safe. Looks like we have a question from what? the uh, Whoa, from it? the viewers. Looks like Luke said, Luke. Do you guys have do you guys ever see enough problems with a patch that you need mm -hmm. to roll them back? If yes, how often? Um, yeah, so that really comes down to kind of patching policies and timelines. Um, there's good and bad of being the first one to patch. You tend to be the one that finds those things, but then you also don't want to wait so long that you, uh, you're now been vulnerable for an a longer period of time. Uh, Microsoft has their, uh, their standard monthly patches that mm. by the time it's hit that monthly patch, it's been a lot of people have been either early adopters or testing it out. Uh, it's referred to as their monthly roll-ups. Monthly roll-ups, yep. yep. So there's so different kinds of roll-ups. There's security, there's uh, uh, the actual core application to it. So there's different pieces that you can grab different roll-ups if you want. But yeah, it definitely happens. Um, it's not super common. Hmm. It's usually when it's an issue, it's something that's very specific, but sometimes there are ones that are bigger. There was a Microsoft patch that really broke printing yeah. a few months ago. Yeah, that was um, interesting. Substantially like, would start causing servers to blue screen oh. if you tried to uh, run certain print drivers. Yep. And uh, so that one was, was pretty bad, uh, but there's ways to quickly remediate to those. Um, and then you try to grab basically you just get very specific with the patch. You just, the one KB or knowledge base, uh, some articles that are available for all of these pieces, you can uh, just pick and choose what you want and exclude the ones that don't work. And then typically, 
when those happen and they're uh, they're prevalent, the the uh, software vendor becomes very interested in fixing it quickly because they don't want to be on the headlines for yeah. breaking everyone's systems. Yeah, patching becomes unique too because it also ties into what software you use. So if you are using a very specialized software, there might be patches that break. Um, so a lot of times you'll create kind of a test environment where you'll patch certain servers, um, production environments, patch those first, test it before you'd roll it out to like your full um, environment for everyone to use. So, especially if you're using customized software or specialized tools, that's a pretty common practice. So, could be more prevalent in that case that you have to roll back than in a more generic use case where in today's, you know, uh, most things are web-based um, apps and things like that. There's a lot less that a patch that gets pushed out worldwide, like Microsoft is the big one, um, that it's going to affect specifically what you're doing every single day. So. Chris, do we have any other questions? I haven't heard the voice in the sky this entire yes, podcast. Yes, he's quiet. He here? I think he's, he's hungry. <laughs> I'm here. Oh, there he is. Uh, we don't have any more questions right now. Aww. All right. All right. So visual learners out there, next week we will have business ops versus the IT department. Who owns what software and security? And we will be having a rock'em, sock'em robot time. <laughs> <laughs> and Can't then the, I know it's gonna be great. The Can't week wait. after that, uh, right before Christmas, we're just gonna talk about uh, the latest tech gadgets in IoT and security that goes with those. I think. Okay. All right. Awesome. Thanks forward. for joining us. Cool. We'll see you next week. See you guys. Thanks.